Hi, this is Austin Parsons, pitmaster with Smoky Mountain Q in Nashville, Tennessee, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate two feet before we nursed. Listen, Laverne, you have to shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. Yeah, just like that, we are into the second hour. It is your live fire fun and frivolity show the barbecue central show it's just fun it rolls right off the tongue the fun and frivolity show the live fire fun and frivolity show t-shirts are in the making i have quad fat for some of you guys as well because everybody got on me about who wears extra large too small that's skin tight skin tight Thanks again to Derek Riches and Sylvie Curry joining me in the first hour. If you've missed it, I'm recording. So just relax. We'll get back through the podcast. First hour release tomorrow. So you can get after it. Second hour on Thursday. Talk to you about Friday here in a second. Still to come on the show, the Embedded Correspondence, as you know. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and the Snappy Snaps slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitch slash RD, like Romeo Delta, RD Rempy on YouTube. That is everywhere I am at this exact very moment. Is that enough? (laughs) Holy moly. Totally unneeded. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this Friday, we take you back to September 1st, 2015. The show, according to John, might have been what we will term the genesis of the embedded correspondence. Dare I say the origin story. You do see a younger Doug Shiding on this panel. Also, Chris Grove from Nibble Me This and Clint Cantwell of Smoke Into Eye Barbecue fame at that point. And as I had mentioned, Doug Scheiding all made up that panel, originally billed more as a rant show. But I agree. I think this is a precursor to the Embedded Correspondent segment as it eventually took form. And I'm not sure how it actually came to be, but here's a look into the beginnings of what you will actually see in about 11 minutes from now, which is the real-life Embedded Correspondence segment. Also, let me remind you, if there's a guest that you've enjoyed hearing in the past or a segment that you want to re-listen to or you have special feeling towards, email John a request, and he'll do his best to meet your expectation. John, J-O-N, at thebbqcentralshow.com. Tell him what you want or what you're looking for, just something in general, and away you go. 
But you have to be subscribed to the podcast in order to get the best stuff. That's number one. All right, you want my take on the American Barbecue Showdown, right? Now, aside from sports, I am not... Andrew, you are not the I'm not a TV watcher. I don't have TV shows that I have to get down on. I don't have appointment television. I don't DVR jack. Nothing like that. I'd rather listen to music. So that being said... Let me give you my standard disclaimer on cooking contest shows, barbecue-related or otherwise. And please note, this is just for me. I don't like them. (laughs) I've never liked them. I will not, by choice, tune into them for entertainment. To me, it's bad TV. It's not compelling. So I don't watch. Again, just me. And I know I am in the minority because these are the shows that are continuing to be produced for the masses, regardless of where you're watching them. Netflix or Destination America. I think one time for one hour of a Labor Day weekend, John Marcus stuck a competition show on CBS, real ass network television. It doesn't matter where they are. It's not my cup of tea. So right off the bat, this show is in jeopardy in my view. First off, this is an eight-episode series. So if you've only watched the first one and you thought that was it, there are seven more to go. So tune out if you don't want any spoilers immediately. If you couldn't tell by the end of episode number two, let me backtrack just for a second. What I do find nice is that I have been conditioned during this time of additional barbecue TV competition shows to only expect one. It's a pilot. It shows up on a food network or some other related cooking show, cable channel, and it rarely gets picked up. And you're like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen with then. And it floats away to obscurity, never to be seen again. They dropped eight in true net, uh, Netflix fashion, dropping a whole season right on your ass. So there were eight. Okay, I can dig that. I'm down with that. Good stuff. If you couldn't tell by the end of episode two, my breakout star for this series is Rashid, and it is not even close. Rashid is a star in the making, except he's already kind of a star right now. He seems to have every single star quality that a food network or a cooking channel would crave to have on their talent roster. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to see him on a show in some form or fashion at some point sooner, probably rather than later. He's tall, he's handsome, he's well-spoken, he's got a very charming personality, he's endearing, he's engaging, he's knowledgeable. Not a competition cook by any stretch, but obviously can cook. And he did over and above each show, overcame adversity, kept composure. What can I say? Aside from Sam the Cooking Guy, 
This might be my new man crush, Rashid. He's great. I don't want to be more of a spoiler alert guy, but in an effort to promo next week, he's on the show next week, Rashid. Outside of that, the most redeeming part of the show was the lack of contention or smack talk that you would usually see in these kind of shows. That's why I did ask Sylvie directly if they were coached up to do any of that because there didn't seem to be any of that. There did seem to be a genuine affinity between the contestants that Sylvie mentioned. I also liked the show itself being a series instead of the one-off, as I had mentioned, like you would find on any of the other number of TV shows that have shown up here over recent years. After that, it looks and feels a lot like Chopped or the previous versions of Barbecue Pitmasters where someone's eliminated at the end of every episode, leading to an ultimate barbecue showdown where someone is crowned champion. Each show starts out with a main cooking task, Then they throw in some kind of additional secret contest during the show to test the cooking skills of each contestant. Uh, All stuff you've seen before. And you either like that or you don't. I don't. One of the other things that's troubling to me, each episode is 40 minutes or so. And not to the least... Since there's not a lot of teaching or showing method, process, recipe, I would trim those bitches to 30 minutes max. 20 might be a better idea, but this kind of show is more palatable at 30 minutes max. And the other thing I would do is throw those two effing hosts the fuck out. Who are they bringing no value to the show? Didn't move anything forward, had no takes or opinions on anything going on, and didn't decide the fate of the contestants. Why the hell are they there? I don't even know their names. I think one guy's name was Wood. What? Great beard, sweet plaid shirt, doing nothing for the show. And neither was the girl. What is her name? What does she do? Says get cooking. Melissa and Kevin could have taken up hosting and judging responsibilities themselves, and there would have been no need for two additional people to sit there and drink water and eat finger foods. That's had to have been what they were doing. Total wastes. There was no need for them on the show. If you're going to put a host on the show... Have somebody that can move the conversation along, that can interview these folks and ask process questions or ask better questions to the judges while it's happening. I think Melissa told that dude, are you even listening to me? No, he wasn't listening. He was trimming his beard. Let's sum up. Barbecue on TV will be good for the whole of the barbecue industry which I champion but if you're like me the show will not be great for you to watch it was a struggle to get through 8 especially in 36 hours if you like this type of show you're going to love this 
And there's eight episodes to watch. I had plenty of feedback to get through, too, but of course, I ran long. Hmm. Seeing something that is concerning, but let it go. Let it go. Oh, oh, never mind. I should know better. Let me talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru. Makers of automatic pit temperature control devices. Number one. Number two, making outdoor cooking fun and easy because they have the cool stuff that can do it. They created the technology. If you want an automatic pit temperature control device, you go to the Barbecue Guru and get one. If you want a ceramic cooker that's compatible with your Barbecue Guru temperature controller, you go to the Barbecue Guru and you get the model. Got a built-in power draft fan. You hook the controller for the power draft fan. You have a bunch of accessories with that. You're not getting nickel and dimed like you are with a lot of these other ceramic companies. The Barbecue Guru standing behind the product. If you don't like that kind of a cooker anyway, you got a cabinet style with a shotgun smoker that also works with the Guru products. It's a no-lose situation. They got great accessories too, like the rib ring, doubling your ceramic rib output for like 30 bucks or whatever it is. Go to the website bbqguru.com or call 800-288-GURU 800-288-GURU The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. The smell of malfeasance is in the... I said malfeasance. By the way, open your ears. The smell of malfeasance is in the air. We shall clear it when we get back. Stick around. visits from a killer hog, a cooking guy, a man named Meathead, the author of Barbecue Bible, a grill girl, a bristly barbecue journalist, and the male feasance of the barbecue world known as the Embedded Correspondence, only found right here on the Barbecue Central Show. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in two sizes with a third coming down the pike. Whether you're a beginner or a professional, definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. Uh, my neighbor Matt is on board for a new pit barrel cooker himself. Congratulations, Matt. Hopefully you've pulled that trigger. Hopefully you sent him the message and ask for the free coffee cup. Because the pit barrel coffee cup is the cutest. It's the fourth Tuesday of the month. And aside from the live fire fun and frivolity that we normally have, it's time to kick it up a notch as we welcome back the embedded correspondence. Gentlemen, we welcome you back as we start to close out the month of September, pushing into the last quarter of the year, if you can believe it or not. I know Doug wants to say it, but 2020 is rapidly coming to a close right here. Plenty of stuff to get to. Let's start right off the bat with the hot topic of the evening, Doug, and we'll get your take first. Have you been watching American Barbecue Showdown? And if you have, regardless if you've made it all the way through or not, your general thoughts? I haven't started watching it yet. All right. Do you have any general expectations? 
after hearing Sylvie and Derek and myself, hopefully not jading or coloring your expectation. Well, is, isn't that the show that Kevin was talking about last week? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I, I was kind of excited to see it. And that, that coupled with the, uh, you know, the chef's table, I, uh, I will uh, adventure to Netflix, which I haven't really before. So, but yeah, I plan to watch it at some point. All right. What about you, Rusty? I watched the first episode and I'm going to watch it more, but here's my problem with shows like this, man. Great. These judges are so pissed off all the time. They're eating delicious food. Melissa's Cookson's a very nice lady. Do you know and that? She looks- <clears throat> no. Okay. I don't. Right. But I know judges who have talked to, they're very nice people, but once they're on these shows, they turn into these complete, I'm not going to swear on the show anymore. Why? But yeah, I Why? just, I, you know, bleeping out and stuff. I don't know the bleeping out. I'm going to try to use new creative words. Like you'll see. So, but <laughs> the problem with these judges are that they give them the best food ever, right? And they're mad about it. They're just always pissed. Like, oh, this asparagus is floppy i'm like dude shut up like toughy stones cooking your damn food be appreciative and but, it's always the same kind of like what you said greg they're all the same but toughy you know, stone wasn't time. cooking the the asparagus it was shotgun no i kind of i went off and in more of a generalized wow. you know barbecue television show and chopped and stuff like that and they're just very um unhappy people and i you know i just wanted i just want someone to enjoy judging do you think that they're coached up to be uh a little bit more on the edge i think they stop the show and say excuse me did you say you like that steak can we re-roll that and say that you don't and tell us why (laughs) do you really think like that you think they're they're told to be a little bit more vindictive than be nice i i believe that's the case all right so until proven otherwise that's what i'm going to stick with uh, I would go to John Solberg and ask his thoughts, but we know he's not watching any of that. He is saving it for the uh, retirement home uh, when he retires off of the uh, properties and estates in northern and central and southern Michigan. So uh, we'll save some time there. Uh, uh, well, let me just ask John just for fun. Uh, just no interest yet, right? I mean, we haven't peaked anything. Just we're, we're sticking with our F that. Well, I really want to see Sylvie, but I'm not, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm right. saving it for the retirement. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and answer a question from last week that was held over. John, we'll start with you. Best rock and roll drummer, Neil Peart or John Bonham? John Bonham. Hands wow. down. Hands down. Nice. Nobody ever heard it. No one ever heard of Neil before he died if you weren't really into music. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, then I'm really into music. That's good to know. Uh, Doug Shiding, yep. Neil Peart, or John Bonham? Rush sucks, Bonzo, hands <laughs> down. Wait, I don't know if that was the question. I think we were just talking about the drummers, but that's all right. Uh, well, Russ- Rick Allen Rick Allen of Def Leppard is amazing, and my best drum solo I've ever seen is Tommy Lee in the cage when he goes 360. Great. So. Uh- both but not options. That wasn't the question. Okay. I know. I know. Right. I know. Uh, Rusty, Neil Peart or John Bonham? Uh, it's definitely John Bonham. By it's not. It's not even close. Yeah, it's not I'm, even close. Neil, what? Why? I'm Why? Not, now hold on. I hate rock. Can it's I so please good. just rein everybody they, back they, they, here? Don't. We're, we're not talking about Rush's music 
or Rush is a band or anything like that, whether or not YYZ is one of the most overrated instrumentals. That we're not talking about any of that. We're talking about the quality and legendary status of the drummers, and that's it. Outside of okay. the music, if you put Neil Peart on a set of drums and John Bonham on a set of drums, which one is better? That's it. The difference is that Neil will have his 45 set piece, right? And John Bonham's like, put me in the bottom of a pool in a church and let's play some drums. That's badass. Yeah. All right. Easy enough. John Bonham wins. By the way, my pick was John Bonham. Too. No qualification needed. Uh, Rusty, hedging your bets on the Sear Revolution. Would you like to explain yourself? Because here's what I am pulling out of your podcast. I really this is me talking like I'm you. I really want to win with searing. I half ass it. When other people do it, they do well. When I do it, I don't do well at all. So I'm gonna pull back, go traditional, hope to get a golden ticket that way so I can get down to Fort Worth and then revert back to searing. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. That's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. My my teammates who never cook a steak get second. I get 33rd like come on man come on hmm. i can't be doing this anymore you know i can't be freaking yeah here give me those real quick but isn't this where real change is made uh-oh hater hate oh, blockers oh, are on the haters the hate bloggers are on isn't this where real this change, is where change is made it is it is where change is made i want you know I, i'm so sick of cooks saying that they're so angry that they have to cut the chicken a certain way. I'm like, it's because you cooked it. You trained the judges to think that way. Mm-hmm. And we're, it, we're so young now. We have an opportunity, like you said, Greg. And this is, you know, this is, I talk about the Sierra Revelation, but this really came from Greg Rempe. So let's keep that in mind. That's right. I'm just a vehicle, you know, for you're, your You're revolution. putting rubber to the road. I'm just the, I'm the, I'm I'm the, the CEO. To your, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm the CEO, but you're the guys with boots on the ground making it happen. I'm just the big vision guy. That's right. But I just keep on screwing it up, man. I can't freaking do it. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm wussing out. I'm having a, a, a crisis right now. I'm, I'm, I have a lot of cooks left, and I don't know if I want to, if I want to continue right now until I get that golden ticket and go to Fort Worth and bathe in the glory of Texas and come back and you know maybe I'll try again. But I want to do it. I'll always do it in Utah. But when I leave Utah, mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable doing it. That's where the revolution stands. But if you come to Utah, the second. You pass into these borders, bring your weapons because the revolution is live. Doug, go ahead. Yeah, uh, is it the appearance score that's killing you? In in your in your, in your uh, it's in not your bad. The taste actually, I got super good on. It's the um, with a little bit of that, but it's mostly the tenderness that I'm for some weird reason. The the thirty third was. I, I cooked the perfect sear, perfect steak. I loved it. It was very tasty. I should have turned it in. I panicked. I took a steak as like a noob and put it in a pan that I just seared with butter. It's mm. way beyond, you know, done. So I just had all these good burnt pieces in a seared pan. And here I am trying to turn that into judges. And now I'm complaining about it. That's the bottom line. Hmm. All right. Well, mm. um, I mean, I would be lying if I said I'm a little dismayed that you're giving it up just to chase. On the other hand, I'm providing zero financial reward for you or supplement or stipend or anything along those lines to make you. I mean, if I was paying for your entry fees and I said, Rusty, look, a tough S, 
I'm paying for your entry fees. I'm paying for your travel. You're going to sear every steak. Would you do that? Would you compromise the potential golden ticket to continue to be sponsored by me? I'm just saying that as a a speculatory offer. Maybe that's something that happens down the road so you can push my agenda. But would you be like, you know what? My pride is too much. F your money. I'm going to try and get to Fort Worth hell or high water. Or will you sacrifice and say, I like these cash ducats and I'll just continue to try and get that ticket with the seer. I I would do it. And yeah, I'd absolutely do that. Why not? You know, if I, if you were paying for it and I didn't have nothing to lose, you know, and I feel like it could do work. It's worked a hundred times. My guy, you know, yeah, for sure. Sponsor me, Greg. John, I want to be sponsored by the Barbecue central show. John, if you were a competition steak cook, would you, sacrifice your process over the potential of me sponsoring you and telling you to do it one way or the other for my own agenda? No, no. What about you? What about you, Doug? Not for your own agenda, but I'm, I'm an advocate for the no stripe mark stakes. So yeah, if it agreed with my agenda, yeah, I think you should sponsor me for that. Yes. All right. Sounds good. Uh, we'll think about sponsorship for the year starting in 2025, and that's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Fame. A year ago, we ushered in five more to what was a inaugural list of many to include the likes of Sterling Ball and Sam the Cooking Guy, just to name a few. That's all I can remember right off the top of my head. Uh, Last year's list, by the way, in case anybody forgot, as I stall, because, of course, there's no way I remember everybody, but I'm almost there, ready to provide you with the list of 2019, which would include Robin Lindar's The Grill Girl, Darren Worth of Iowa Smokey D's, Angel Todd, who was then a 16-year-old SCA event champ, from Pitts Puke made it on the show and went yard on her singular segment and everybody voted her in immediately. Malcolm Reed made it in. And then, of course, the bristly, bristly barbecue journalist Derek Riches made it in. And he was the most contested, uh, which ended up be, being inducted into the Hall of Fame as well. I think John was the swing vote on that. I, I might have convinced John to get him in and we, we put him over the hump. So that's who was in last year. This year, we have a whole new sheet of potential barbecue guest Hall of Fame, Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Famers. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go around the table. You're going to give us your five, and then we will find out immediately if we have any unanimous in. So obviously, since there's four of us, if any name gets three votes, they are uh, summarily put in right away. So. Without any further ado, we will start with the longest-running embedded correspondent, Doug Scheiding from Texas, and he is uh, sitting right there, by the way, if you don't know who he is and you're tuning in for the first time. Doug, who is your list? My list, and nice shirt, by the way, Greg. Thank you very much. I've got my horse meat shirt on, 2017. I love it. Yes. That's the original. That's the OG horse meat. Exactly. Yes, love it. Okay, my list First on my list is Paul Shoddy. All right. From a legacy standpoint, he was on the show four times. Right. He's been he's in the Oklahoma Barbecue Hall of Fame, and maybe someday he will be in the uh, the Barbecue Hall, Hall of Fame because he was the first one to win the Jack and the Royal in the same year, in I think it was 1994, and he was my teammate for the last five years at uh, 
four years at uh, Houston Rodeo. All right. Rod Gray. Rod Gray. I have it. Yeah, Rod Gray. Um, he's done a lot for the show, I think, over the years. He was on 12 times. I, I searched, and and uh, of my list, he is the has three John Best Moment shows. Wow. So I thought that was actually kind of interesting. So three the tidbits. Look at you. Three best moments I thought was pretty high. Yeah, that's high. So I'm not I'm not sure what the most is, but three was pretty high. My third person is Kevin Bevington. All right. Outdoor Cooking Channel. Yes. He was on the show five times. He's a great com- competitor cook. And then the Outdoor Cooking ch- Channel. I'm not Greg, I know that you were looking for an outlet for many years or for a while on your show, and I think he was the bridge to where you are now. So I think that should be recognized. All right. By the, by the way, uh, just four. to make sure that yes. we're giving him just to, if we're talking yeah. about anything other than being a guest, pitmaster of home, bbq.com, and five-time in a row FBA team five of the time. year back in the day. Five-time in a yes. row. yes. Yeah, and what uh, did he do KCBS too or no? Yes, uh, I think in yeah. any number of those years where he won yeah. FBA uh, championship, he was also top ten in KCBS at the same time. And uh, where he was in Oviedo, Florida, there was like hardly any KCBS local contest to him. So when he was doing KCBS, he was going out of state, which was any number of. I mean, you know, Rusty's a road warrior too, but Kevin was doing yeah. it and and successful in in both of those competition bodies. So I, I thought the, the, the barbecue was just the icing on the cake. I actually thought his outdoor cooking channel being a bridge to kind of your outlet and getting to, to where, where we are now, I think was, was actually um, the main point of contact uh, point of it. All right. Pat LaFrieda. All right. Every time he is on, I learn stuff, especially on the dry aging. He's been on the, sh- uh, the show uh, four times. And uh, each time, I actually have really looked forward to him being on. Is he on the show four times already? Four times. Wow! I looked it up. All right, I'm only yes. re- I'm only remembering two. <laughs> really? Okay. Oh. Sorry. All right, my last one yes. is a little bit of a wild card. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I changed it actually last week. I listened. It was two days ago. Yeah. Last week, Kevin Bledsoe was on. Yes. Dude, that was an instant classic. That was awesome. He's in the Hall of Fame. I, 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 I would put him in a Hall of Fame as a one-off guest. Wow. I dude. mean, what up, you G Money? How you doing, baby? Till the casket drops. Um, when you go to a vegan restaurant, you expect me. I mean, that it was just hilarious to me. This was filmed last year. You feel me? I mean, it, I was just loving it. Yeah. I listened to it three secret times wow. and wrote down about 15 different lines that he said. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, you know, his book is coming out right, right next week. So, right. um, yeah, and, and we even cooked beaver, Greg. And you said, that's my favorite. Yeah, right? and yeah. then I didn't say anything other than that. <laughs> you just stopped there. That's right. That was good. Myself. Very, very, very controlled for you. But, that's uh, right. um, uh, I don't know. It, it was. It, I just thought it was an instant classic, and I thought, yeah, if Angel Todd can get in, Kevin can get in. All right, Doug's list once again: Paul Shoddy, Rod Gray, Kevin Bevington, Pat Lafrida, and Kevin Bloodsoe. There you have it. Then we move to the second running, or second longest running in embedded correspondent from the great state up north. That's what we say in Ohio. 
better known as Michigan. John, your list, and let's see if we start to make matches. Uh, first of all, my list approach is slightly different. I look at them as being a guest, as a and and what they done on the outside. I don't look at them statistically. That's uh, right. I'm looking at a good guest. That's right. A guest, guest Hall of Fame. In no particular order, Donnie Bray is on my list. You cannot listen to Donnie Bray talk about his 2013 Team of the Year chase and fail. And oh. not just feel connected to that guy as no a guest. Every time he's been on the show, he's just he's in the game. Uh, I'm coming down to Connie Rempe. Connie Rempe deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame. She's been in the bullpen for years. If you called her up today, she'd activate. She'd be on the mound because you know that she's she's always been been there, pulling out recipes and filling holes. Coming on down the list, Rod Gray, of course. Oh, he's Rod he's Gray. On my list. That's number two. I'm marking it down. Very good. I got to go then on down to uh, Brian Knox, Knox Spices. Wow. I mean, that guy's been, he's a great guest and an integral part of the show uh, that a lot of people may not know about. And bringing my list around, which was a change. I was back and forth on this. Oh. I got to go with Lene Oxley. Lene Oxley is a fantastic guest every time she's on. All I right. enjoy her a lot. Lene Oxley loop makes it on John's list as well. Back it up just for a second, John, and teach these motherfuckers about Brian Knox and why you feel. He is uh, an integral part of the show from back in the day. Well, first of all, he's a great guest, and he gave a lot of information about producing spices and rubs. He was always very open and honest. Yep. And he did a lot of the graphic works for you, yes. right? Didn't he do? He did a lot of logo development. Yeah. Um, but he's always very forthright and honest about his business, and always willing to share information. And I don't know how many times he's on, but 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 Doug, if you want to run those numbers, I'm sure he's been on there a few. Yeah, I think it was at least two one times. One show and one best. I ran the numbers. Yeah. Oh, one show, okay. one best. Look at it. You can get hey, in. There you, you go. Can get in. It hey, Bledsoe, Bledsoe can get in. We're not. We're, not consider, we're only considering the guests. We're not that's considering right. any outside no. stuff. That's what I heard no, in the it. beginning. That's, that's what right. I heard. That's what you heard. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, you guys, back off for a second. We'll get to Rusty and me after the break, and we'll see if we can't come to some kind of majority inclusion here on the show time will tell otherwise it's arguments we'll take your input too from the chat but we're not actually going to consider it pits and spits has been handcrafting smokers and grills in houston texas in that time establishing itself as one of the premier brands in high quality offset and more recently pellet cooked pits and spits sets itself apart by using heavy seven and ten gauge steel in every cooker fully welded construction that you can feel when you use the unit and 304 stainless roll top lids and front shelves on every single smoker so why does it matter well by using higher quality materials pits and spit smokers reach and maintain temperatures allowing you to worry more about the heat than the meat and providing a fully welded smoker means you don't have to worry about grease and smoke leaking out of the barrel or about the grill rat grill grill rattling apart as you move it through the backyard and by using 304 stainless you're getting an heirloom quality product that you'll be able to pass down to your kids. Now, while some companies are preferring to be a low-cost provider, Pits and Spits focuses on craftsmanship, quality materials. Are there cheaper ways to make these products? Sure, but they don't like tack welds, cheap stainless, or electronics you can't count on. Having in-house manufacturing gives them complete control over the design and standards. It's not something you're going to find in products brought in from overseas. Their steel supplier supply to be used some of the 
What? They're steel suppliers. Supply materials to be used in some of the harshest environments around. They'll perform in any and all conditions. Their controllers are made right here in the States, so they have unimpeded transparency into the program. Pits and Spits has a dealer network across the country, but if not one close to you, give them a call at 844-650-6250. That's 844-650-6250. Whether you're a backyard grill master looking to cook steaks for the family or a competition team smoking 50 racks of ribs, Pits and Spits has a product for you. You can check them out on their website, pitsandspits.com, all spelled out. Or see the Pits in the Wild across all social media with their handle, at Pits and Spits. More guest Hall of Fame nominations roll in from Rusty in Utah and Greg in Cleveland. Plus your takes. Stick around. We'll be right back. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, this portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Throughout this grilling season, you get recipes from Chris Lilly, Darren Worth, Ernest Cervantes, and Childs Cridland. Mouth-watering flavor, no artificial ingredients. Smithfield's fresh pork, quite simply, some of the finest pork money can buy. It is the trusted choice of world champion pitmasters for use at home and at competition. Smithfield.com, the place to go. Get it at Walmart. I don't like to encourage anybody to go to Walmart for any reason other than if you're a loon and you like to view other loons, but they do have a lot of Smithfield products there, so have at it. All right, we continue on with the Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Fame nominations, and we go to our newest correspondent from the great city of Utah, Rusty Monson. Rusty, go ahead with your list. It is the greatest city. Um, I the best came at it the same way that John did. All right, is I just I had to base it off of the shows I've listened to, and I've I've been into the show for about a year, and I've downloaded. And listen to a million of the episodes, so it all kind of kind of ran ran together, yep. you know. And uh, I didn't have a lot of time to like, you know, go through it all. But that's it. Hmm. My favorite episodes were actually two of my friends, so Susie Bullock, who I don't even believe was on anyone's list. That's appalling. And Lene Oxley Loop, who John talked about, who is awesome. Oh, love, right. love, love her. Oh, I gotta, um, I gotta make so, notes. Todd Gray yeah. was twice, and Lene. Twice. Yeah. Okay. Continue. And then I'm a big Andy Husbands fan, so <clears throat> I really liked his episode. Yes. And uh, so I had to put him on because I learned a lot from him. I like him. I actually think Don and uh, Don. Hey, Don, Doug, and John should be on there. Why aren't they on there? They're the embedded correspondents and stop running my show. <laughs> Just do what you're told. <laughs> Fine. But you know what's funny is I always get a kick out of two people on the show all the time. And one is your daughter, Bobby. That chick is hilarious. That like, chick is my she, daughter. You, guys, you dope chick. <laughs> right. Listen, All right. That lady. Yes. Um, but the way you guys play off each other is, I mean, I've, I've almost like got ran over by my mower laughing so hard. So that's, I, I picked her because it's so freaking entertaining to me to listen to that banter. All right. It's hilarious. And then Smokey. Smokey, you know, like, Smokey Smokefer? Yeah, 
Yeah, why not? I mean, he's got a lot of mental problems and things like that, but I mean, that makes for good <laughs> yes. television. He's always you know trying to jump radio. off bridges and is failing Honestly. at every attempt. And I love it, man. That that wow. stick is great. And so for me, and it's just part of, you know, just listening to the show, those are my selections. All right. So uh, just to recap, by the way, I'll go back and uh, recap John's list first before we recap Rusty's. Donnie Bray, Connie Rempe, Rod Gray, Brian Knox, and Lene Oxley-Loop. Rusty just generates a list of Susie Bullock, Lene Oxley-Loop, Greg's volleyball-playing daughter, Bobby, that chick, as he said, Andy Husbands, <laughs> and Smokey, I'm sorry, Smokey Smockfer, I believe, is the correct pronunciation. So if I've offended Smokey, if he's listening, whatever, I don't know exactly how that works. It's a Smokey Smockfer. So that is uh, quite a unique list. And that mm-hmm. brings it to me, of course, which, in no particular order, of course... This interview took place at the National Barbecue Association in Dallas-Fort Worth when I was doing live broadcast three hours a day for three days. You know, I almost just went off on a on a tangent, but I reined myself back in. And one of my favorite interviews of my time down there was the lady that won the, I think it was the rhinestone cowboy portion. There was a two-day cook. And the first one is Rhinestone, whatever the hell that's all about. And she won it. Shauna Rapolo, who has also been a guest recently on the Pitmasters podcast. And uh, she was an absolute pleasure. I had talked with her husband earlier before that contest even got going. And he was regaling me of how she had been kicking his ass earlier in the year a number of times. He had somehow turned the corner and started to kick her ass a bunch of times. And then when it really counted in front of all the biggest stars in NBBQA, she pulled out a huge win in front of everybody. And I got a great interview with her. So she's on my list currently. Uh, Number two on the list, again, in no particular order. And I can't believe he's not on anybody else's list. The king of the burger, George Motes. He's been on one time, I think. And uh, twice, that's right, he was on twice, brought the heat both times, and I say that pun intended, but an absolute wizard and expert and knowledge piece on burger-related stuff. And he's a filmmaker and you know all this other stuff. But from a guest standpoint, brought two of the best burger interviews that have ever appeared on the show. Then... Oh, Jesus Christ. Then, <laughs> Pat LaFrieda. Oh, boy. Let me write that down because now we have gone into the two phase. So right now, if you're keeping track, Rod Gray has two votes. Lene Oxley-Loop has two votes. Pat LaFrieda has two, lopes, uh, two votes. I agree with Doug. Pat LaFrieda has been a fantastic guest. He's brought a tremendous amount of insight into a portion of the barbecue industry and grilling industry and restaurant industry that I had no idea existed. I had, you know, I just didn't even know where the hell meat was coming from. Every once in a while, I'd see a Cisco trailer out front of somewhere, and I just figured it all rolled down the dolly from there. But there had had to be coming from another place on top of that before delivery. And here is a business like Pat LaFrieda, who's 
getting orders at two o'clock in the morning for cuts to be then shipped out for something that's going to be served later that day. I mean, it was absolutely mind blowing. The fact that Doug, what was the percentage? Was it eighty-five uh, percent of his inventory being sold was dry-aged beef to some degree? Yeah, it was dry-aged. It was crazy, and they yes. were building a new warehouse it was to house an it all. Insane amount of percentage of dry-aged beef, which just goes to show how popular that portion is. So Pat Lafrida wins for me. Oh, by the way, folks, in case you're keeping score, we have our first 2020 Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Famer. That is Rod Gray. I picked him as well. So we mark him off. Uh, Look, I don't know what one can say about Rod Gray. In his heyday, there were uh, few guests that were as happy to appear whenever I asked. I don't know how many times he's been on the show, but it has been a number of times. It has been one-off segments. Twelve times, thank you. Uh, It's been one-off segments. He's been part of some of the best roundtable shows uh, that I have done in the past. He has never held anything back. We One of the most popular solo segments that he ever did was when we talked about sponsorship of barbecue teams. When you're a team, how do you go about soliciting sponsorships? Things that you need to do in order to be attractive to somebody that's going to be spending their money on you. Uh, he's been an absolute pleasure. Plus, uh, not that she's in the Hall of Fame. His, his wife is very knowledgeable as well. So, a uh, great team there. Uh, Rod has been a, a great guest over there. You haven't seen him recently because I mean he just hasn't been doing a lot of competition or, or anything that's really generated a reason for him to come on. But if he ever asked to come on, I, I'm sure I would make room for him. So uh, Rod Gray is the first inductee to the 2020 Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Famer. So congratulations to Rod Gray. And then my last pick, again, somebody I can't believe is not on anybody else's list. In 2018, in 2019, and 2020, The Godfather, Johnny Trick. How was he not on anybody else's list? Uh, one time, one off, uh, had a great interview, uh, was a little uh, reserved up front, but by the end of it, uh, was uh, just as gregarious as the next guy that was his age at that point, uh, shared a lot of information, and... Uh, you know, I don't like to be a guy that, and you look, I mean, he kind of pushed me one time at the uh, Kingsford Invitational, and depending on how you're looking at it, he was just trying to get to his trailer, or I was in his way, or and a lot of people saw it and have their own opinions, but no, that's neither here nor there. This isn't a Jack Nicholas type issue with me, or a Kent Sormo type interest, uh, in, uh, uh, issue that I have with those two specific assholes that I hate with all of my passion and glory until the day that they die, which can't come soon enough. <clears throat> but I think Johnny Trigg should be in the Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Fame. So here's where we sit, ladies and gentlemen. As we review, we have one person that is in, which means we have four slots that are open for discussion. Rod Gray is in uncontested. Uni- uh, almost 100% universally. We have Lene Oxley Loop with two. We have Pat LaFrida with two. Does anybody, uh, Doug, we'll, we'll go around with you. Do you want to make a case for you were a Lene uh, fan, right? You had her locked in. Was that you? No, I didn't have, no, I okay. didn't have her. That was uh, Rusty and John, right? All right, uh, John, make a case for Lene and, and how that might sway us to uh, 
adjust some of our because we only need uh, Doug or me to, to jump off one of ours and onto Lene. Oh boy, that sounded really weird. Uh, really bad, but you know, you, we're talking about voting here for crying out loud. Let's go. Lene is a great guest. You know, I call her a wind up guest. I mean, if we kind of go back to Doug and uh, you're, Doug, you're going to got me, go back. She's a, a commercial barbecue cook, mega competitor, TV star, wind up guest. You ask her a question. It's like winding up a toy that runs around the room after you set it on the floor. And we can sit here for a whole segment and she just goes in all the best she's ways possible. Camera. Yes. And I mean, she's just, she's gives, you can ask her anything. She's comes back with it. There's never hesitation. There's never a pause. And she's a barbecue badass on top of all that. She's every time she's been on the show, she just brings it. It's, it's like, you don't want that segment to end. It goes by so fast with her. Rusty, you want to make a case further for Lene to encourage Doug or myself to jump on board? Well, kind of like John said, she checks all boxes. She's, an amazing cook. So, you know, all those people are just, you know, do well and just come on the show and are in the hall of fame. She checks that box. She checks the cool guest box. She's super fun to listen to. We actually just did an interview with her at the Pitmasters podcast coming out this Thursday. Um, and just, it's always super fun. We've had her on twice. She's such a great guest. You've had her on. She's super, super fun, extremely knowledgeable. Um, and I just can't imagine why she, like I said, she just checks all boxes. Really. It comes down to it that she just, like you said, wind up toy. That was like my favorite um, way to put it. She really is, but she always has something to say and it's always very knowledgeable. And she, she has an immense knowledge of barbecue and food and she's a great chef and she was down here cooking and man, I'll tell you what, she puts her money where her mouth is. That food is unreal. And so for me, it's, it's just a no brainer. I mean, she should be totally in. I don't, I don't think why I don't, I can't imagine one reason why she shouldn't be. So give me a reason why she shouldn't. How's that? All right. Uh, Doug has John or Rusty swayed you to come off of one of your picks and double down on Lene to get her into the barbecue central show guest hall of fame. Yeah, I should have had her on my original list. So yeah, I'm in. Wow. Not only that, I will make it the first unanimous Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Famer in 2020. I have been swayed as well. There's no doubt about it. I agree 100%. As John said, she's the wind-up, but she has a passion and a zest that she brings as a guest. Look, as a host of a podcast, some of the best guests I have ever had have said nothing at all. They're bringing zero application value but they are excited and they are pat i'm not saying lene uh, is doing that but i'm just saying from a host perspective i would always rather have somebody that is excited that is passionate that has inflection and is saying nothing than somebody who is the most knowledgeable and everybody listening is asleep within 30 seconds i mean who wants that from a host i mean russ you know exactly what i'm talking about uh, john and doug as listeners i mean you would always rather have an energetic guest than somebody who as exciting as a Sunday nap. So uh, Lene is the antithesis of that. So uh, once again, she is in. Now we have two. Rod Gray is in. And Lene Oxley Loop is in. Now, Doug, let's go back to you. Would you like to make a case for anybody in particular, like let's say Pat LaFrieda, because he is on Pat the cover. Pat LaFrieda. Yes, right. absolutely. All right, go ahead. Every time he's on, he is 
very energetic. He has a good rapport with you. I learn stuff every time and I look forward to him being on. And in fact, I'm not sure why it's been so long since he hasn't been on, but uh, I, I, he's well known in the industry. I just think that he is someone that needs to be on the list of Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Uh, I will also take a stab at this since he's the next closest to being it. Um, from an, access- an accessibility standpoint, I had no idea when I was going to book him for the first time if I was going to be having to jump through PR people or if it was going to be a fruitless effort in order to get him. But much like some of the most recognizable people in the industry, it was him that returned my email request. We exchanged. We talked outside of the interview. And uh, getting him on the show was a wonderful first experience and a third experience. Did you say it was four times that he's been on the show already? So, I mean, yeah, four times for, for as much as people would say, well, it must not be that memorable. I would make the argument that they were so good. I didn't realize that he has been on four times. I mean, he, he's been that fluid and that good within those segments talking about, again, uh, the cuts that people don't really know about and the things that restaurateurs are going through and having to take into consideration and, how to cook and what kind of grills that he uses and his whole family story. Uh, from a guest perspective, he's absolutely fabulous, bringing a unique perspective into a portion of the industry we don't usually get to see that curtain pulled back on. Not only that, I don't know if anybody remembers, but it might have been the second or third time that he was on. He blew the time that he was supposed to call in. And then the next week, mm-hmm. he he demanded, in a good way, to be back on the show. We were able to regenerate. He did a huge Instagram thing for the show. Uh, so I always have a special place in my heart for somebody that shows up and then shows out in that regard. So I think Pat LaFrieda is an absolute lock for the 2020 Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Fame. If only we could sway Rusty or John to achieve the goal of Doug and myself. So we'll go to John. Have we made a case for you to jump ship off of one and get Mr. LaFrieda in this year? There's so many great guests. These lists are so hard to develop, but totally. you are correct. And Doug is correct. And Pat LaFrieda deserves that spot in the Hall of Fame. All right. Yes. Yes. Rusty, did we swing you in a unanimous or is it a hell no for you still? I, I haven't heard an episode, and I don't know who he is. I, I, sorry. sorry, You don't know who he is? Yeah, I don't even know who he is. Pat so. LaFrida, America's been on the show before, too. <laughs> Let's <laughs> Oh, my God. What a callback. Yes. What a callback. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> I want to go back. and You guys have convinced me to go back and find those shows and listen to them because it's right up my alley. But, you know, as with, I can't. No, I respect that. That's why it's still a no from Rusty. So we have three, which means there's two left. And boy, these two could be an issue. Let me make sure where we're at here on the clock because I'm going to have to stop that and stop that because we're going to be heading into a little bonus time here. So refresh your libations, ladies and germs, as we really start to nail down. There isn't really any other clear-cut potential for the next two. So we'll go back around. You pick the one that isn't in and the one you feel strongest about. Make the case. And then we will go right around the dais for, the per- for those of us who have not made the case and decide yes or no, and we'll do that until we hammer out a list. Rusty, go. 
All right. So mine's going to obviously be Susie Bullock because I think that she's the most genuine human being I've ever met in my entire life. She's a hell of a cook and she's a friend. Yes, but she's a hell of a cook. She's a really good guest to have on. She's that person that talks, you know, and, but at the same time, she, she does it in such a way you want to listen to her all the time. You know, I love having her on the show. I love when she's on this show. I love when she's on TV. She's doing all that stuff. I mean, she came in on barbecue brawl, uh, basically an unknown to everyone in the world and Mm -hmm. nearly took that thing down, you know? So she's, she, that girl can cook and her shows and she works really, really hard on what she does. She's super passionate. Um, and just, I I am honestly, she is everything you think she is just the sweetest, sweetest, nicest girl in Utah. I can say that anytime someone opens or does anything barbecue, she not only shows up, she supports them. When I was pit mastering at a barbecue restaurant, she was there within a week, you know, uh, you know, and she really didn't know me then. And she, uh, took the time to come in, talk to me and, uh, post it up on her media or social media, which is pretty extensive. And, uh, just really takes the time to promote Utah barbecue, barbecue in general. And just like Lene, man, she puts her money where her mouth is. That girl can really, really cook. But from a guest standpoint, you liked her as a guest on this show, right? Oh, amazing. Like she just has a lot of energy. She's super nice. You know, I, I think she's a great guest. She's, she's one of those guests. You're like, Oh, like kind of like John said, you know, just locked and loaded. Like you put Susie on and just roll and just go. Cause she, you know, she's going to be a good guest. And she's going to hit all those points. All right. Uh, we will go around to see if Susie gets in. Doug, yes or no? I've met Susie once. And this was right after, actually, uh, she was let go from Traeger. And she was still the most positive person. She used to write recipes for Traeger. And then she was let go. It was at, actually at ThermalWorks, et cetera. And she was as nice as could be. And... I'm with you. I should have put Susie on the list. So she's a great guest. She was your first guest and on your one year anniversary, Rusty. So I know you're a homer, but I'm with you. She's good. All right. So that's two. That leaves it up to me or John to be a deciding yay or nay. And we're not looking to, you know, get out of this. This isn't like late in the game and all of a sudden the strike zone opens or any bullshit like that. We're in for the long haul here. So if you feel passionate about a no, then it has to be a no. I'm not telling you anything that you don't know, John. Uh, So yes or no for you, Susie Bullock. Uh, In my best Simon Cowell, I'm sorry. It's a no for me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We all right. Uh, as I have uh, become fond of saying on this show, roundly rebuffed by the gentleman from Michigan. <laughs> All right, so that's a no for Susie. So that means it's up to me to put Susie in. Hmm. Now, as I go back through and think about Susie as a guest, first time on the show, pulls two segments alone. Next time on the show, pulls two segments with Todd, who was not keen on being on camera or being interviewed, but did it anyway, uh, of his own volition. He wasn't forced by me or Susie or anything like that. And then as I think about the content that we exchanged in those two interviews, we talked a lot about history. We talked a lot about life and the risks that she had to take. Uh, Look, I have to say, she's in, 100%. Susie Bullock is in. Uh, the, the amount of stuff that she shared, 
and the passion and zest and excitement and energy that she brought as a guest, which again, that's all I care about. Uh, I mean, honestly, I would have her on once a week. I would uh, have her as a, a monthly guest on this show. I, I mean, I like her that much, and I don't. I, I think I probably thought she was already in last year uh, when I was thinking about generating these lists, and I just didn't go back and cross-reference properly. So now we have Rod Gray, Lene Oxley Loop, and Susie Bullock in for the 2020, which leaves us one spot. I can't believe, that, oh, John. Uh, please go ahead with no, no, something. You, just you didn't mention Pat, so I want to make sure we're only down to one yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're down. Oh. Okay, we're we're correct. Rod Gray, Lene Oxley, Loop, Pat Lafrida, Susie Bullock are in the Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Fame, which leaves us with one name left, one spot left. John, let's have it. This is a tough call between the two, but I'm going with Connie Rempe just for all those really? times in the bullpen, bringing that recipe corner. And I, and I'll be honest, I do not want to, you know, I want Donnie Bray in, and next year he's going to be one of my champions. But that's a lot of hours, a lot of recipes, a lot of going there. You don't have the guest back in the early days; she was there, and she always brought it. So I, I, that's all I can say. The recipe corner is still one of my favorite segments today, Doug. How many recipe corner segments have I done of the best? Probably more than Rod Gray. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't look that up. I'm sorry. All right. So uh, John is remaking a case for Connie Rempe, better known as my mom. Uh, so now it is left up to the panel to decide if she will get in or not. Let me say this. Because it's my mom should have zero bearing on whether you think she gets in or not. There are no axes to grind. There's no ill will. There's nothing. If you don't think she's supposed to get in, it's a no. We roundly rebuff on the show, as we have seen with John Solberg this evening. Go ahead. Give me your yes or no, Doug. When I saw John's list, I was thinking... Greg, what is your father's name? I, I apologize. I don't Bill. remember. Bill. Okay. I was thinking it was the combo of Connie and Bill, and they were my alternate number six. Hmm. Connie by herself? I have to say no. Roundly rebuff. Wow. <laughs> Setting up for a potentially dramatic situation. <laughs> Rusty, yes or no? Yes. by the way rusty let me make sure that if you're only a year or two years in and you have no fucking idea who pat lafrida is i'm gonna go out on a limb and say you don't know who my mom is never met your mom never heard her on the show i listened to the uh missed it i missed it yep I can't vote. Over. Yeah. All right. So no for Connie Rent. As Simon Powell would say. Yes. It's a no for you. All right. Damn so, it. Very close. Very close. All right. Uh, now I'll go ahead and give it a stab. <clears throat> I am going to go with. All right. I'm going with George Motes, and here's why. I want you guys to think back. At the first time you heard George Motes on the show, which hasn't been that too long ago. Here is a guy. I mean, think about the last time 
But you heard an individual with such a zest for a particular niche in the live fire industry. There is nobody out there right now. I mean, we all love burgers. We all would eat burgers every day. Cheeseburgers are the most fantastic thing that Jesus Christ ever made, and he doesn't even exist. George Motes talks about burgers. The likes I have never heard, and the passion and the expertise and the history lessons that he brought on this show cannot be rivaled. Not only are they second to none, they are unapproachable. He is roundly Teflon when it comes to anybody knowing more about burgers than he does. And with the excitement and zest and joy that he talks on this show as guest is substantial. There is no reason that George Motes, guest, should not be in the 2020 Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Fame. Doug, is there any reason we wouldn't put George Motes into the Hall of Fame right now? I was hoping you'd pick one of the other two. Um, Motes was the guy that I would potentially vote for, so I would say yes. Yes! Now, I don't know if anybody caught what I just did there, but I did a whole sales technique that we can talk about after the show, but uh, I won't tell you what I did. Uh, Rusty, is there any reason why we wouldn't be putting George Motes into the Guest Hall of Fame? <laughs> Have you it? heard of him? He don't. No. He doesn't know. No. Him. Right. He doesn't know. Him. That's all right. So that's a no. It's a round rebuff from Rusty once again, which leaves it all into the hands of my favorite embedded correspondent, John Solberg. <laughs> From by the way, my favorite, favorite my yes. favorite state favorite. of Michigan. <laughs> John, as we recap the reasons that I liked George Motes to be in the guest hall of fame this year, is there any reason why you wouldn't agree to put him in? It's a great sales pitch, by the way. But I'm sitting here and he's a great guest, and there's no doubt about it. But I'm I have to be careful because I'm sitting here thinking well, this is a great way to block Trig out of the game. So so I don't want to just take him for the block. <laughs> um, but but you're right. George needs to be in the Hall of Fame. That's right. George Motes George is in. in the Hall of Fame. All right. There you go. I mean, Johnny Trigg wasn't even on the block, right? I mean, he was not even near. It was just I would have had to argue for him. I don't know if that oh, changes. It, it, but uh, If you know, if I, did, I, I didn't know what was going to happen next. I think I, – we were out. Were we out of slots? It's like I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. At some point, yep. he don't know you anyway. I know all about that too. Oh my goodness! All right. So, uh, if I may reveal in no particular order, folks, your 2020 Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Fame list. Here it is. Rod Gray was the first one in. And that was it. That was the only unanimous or majority uh, rule inclusion into the 2020, so we'll have to set an asterisk on that. Everybody else was pitched and voted. The next one in this year was Lene Oxley-Loop from Sugar's Barbecue. Fabulous guest, we all agree. The next one, America's Butcher that Rusty has never heard of, Pat LaFrieda. LaFrieda, LaFrieda.com. Then... Rusty's pick. Susie Bullock, Hey Grill Hey. 
which I agree. Great gift. And again, Susie, if you're listening, I would love to have you on once a month. We can talk about it, but I don't pay. And then rounding out, rounding out? Yeah, rounding out the top five, burger expert extraordinaire, George Motes. Wow. There you go. You know, uh, Rusty, I hate to say this, but I was going to take uh, Bobby off of your list and make an argument for her just to see who would vote yes or no. But considering I was a hard no myself, I couldn't make the argument. By the way, if any of my other kids found out that one of their siblings got into the Barbecue Hall of Fame before they did, that's a bad life for me, if you know what I'm saying. We don't want that. don't want a bad life, everybody. So uh, there you go. Rod Gray, Lene Oxley-Lou, Pat LaFrieda, Susie Bullock, and George Motes are all in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. And we've done it. I can't believe it. We came to a confluence of agreement. A quorum, if you will. John, is that a quorum that we did? Is that the right word? Yes. That was The meeting is a quorum, if I, I believe, right? This meeting is a quorum. Doesn't it require a certain amount of people? Is that what it is? More than three or some shit like that? Isn't it a percentage of the overall group? Hmm. I'll, I'll get back to you on we'll that. We'll figure it out and talk about it next month. We'll define what a quorum is. You could have just said yes, and we got away with it. But no. Now we got to figure it out, just like... Uh, Stephen Reichlin and the bacon brisket. So, uh, all right, before we go, let's do the promotion portion of the segment. Rusty, anything going on that you would like to promote before we head up? Well, we have on the Pitmasters podcast the new Barbecue Central show Hall of Famer, Lene Oxley Loop, this Thursday. Very good. So, check that out. It's still with the Doug's episode. Right. So, yeah, that's what we got going on. All right, uh, no other cooking or. Anything like that? Yeah, heading down to Dixon, California, then on up to Casper, Wyoming, and then down to Vegas, and then out to Kansas, and then Shawnee, Oklahoma. All right. Uh, yeah. John, promotion for you. What's up? This Friday, best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less. Don't miss the new episode. Hey, get uh, it wherever you get your favorite podcast. I don't want to interrupt here, but um, look who just jumped in. Susie Bullock, you're the best, Rusty. Thanks for the knock. Hey, Susie, F. Rusty, we voted you in this year. You're in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Come on. Rusty, give me a break. There were two other votes, yes. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, actually, me and Doug were kind of the most important votes, I think. Right? Exactly. Yeah, my goodness. All right, uh, Doug, what are you up? Um, I was on the Pitmaster podcast last week, mm-hmm. in case you missed it. This week, I'm on Perfect. the uh, Baseball and Barbecue Podcast Part 2. It's actually out right now. Talk I listened to it. it yesterday morning. Very good. Very good. So, yeah, I had a lot of energy. Um, <clears throat> I'm on the a TV spot for Traeger on Thursday, which will be aired 10-1 in the Dallas Marketplace called uh, Texas Today. And I'm going to be on Head Country Instagram Live. Uh, they're re-releasing uh, their sugar-free and I'll be uh, answering barbecue questions on Saturday morning. Right. You can follow me on Instagram at Rogue Cookers. Thank Rogue you. Cookers, there you go. And I will thank the guy to my uh, right as you're watching, the longest-running embedded correspondent, Doug Scheiding from Texas. And then just below me, I have John Solberg from Michigan. And down there to the bottom right is the man, the myth, the legend, Rusty Monson from Salt City Barbecue in Utah. Guys, always appreciate the time, and thanks for another outstanding Hall of Fame inclusion, induction, and whatnot. We'll see you again 
next month. There they go. The embedded correspondence. Absolutely incredible. All right. I am caught up on reads, I think. Um, am I? Yeah. I think we're good. All right. Let's go ahead and make tracks to get out of this bad boy all the way back in the first hour. We talked with Sylvie Curry about American Barbecue Showdown. Uh, also, I am pitching to you to go see Chef's Table Barbecue Edition. After Sylvie, Derek Riches, fourth Tuesday of the month regular guest, and uh, we talked also about his thoughts on the American Barbecue Showdown and the Chef's Table portion. Second hour, the Embedded Correspondence, and I jamming it up, voting in the 2020 Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Famers to include the likes of Rod Gray, Lene Oxley Luke, Pat LaFrieda, Susie Bullock from Hay Grill Hay, and George Motes, America's Burger Expert. They will be added to the website over the course of the week. Checks and other stuff that you won't actually get will be heading out into the mail here shortly. You know what I really like about our crew of Embedded Correspondents? When it is time to roundly rebuff, when they feel the need to roundly rebuff, they roundly rebuff. No second thoughts. We know what it is. We need decisiveness here. People that vote on other stuff could take a lesson from us. We're decisive and courageous on this show we got a big show planned for you next week. It's a bonus week, the fifth week of the month. i got some great guests already lined up on that one, so stay tuned. September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Barbecue Central.